from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, hanging out here with you and enjoying the morning here. Orange Avengers saying cuse to start off the show. Big time, big time win by the Syracuse Orange. We're going to get into it all day today on the show, all morning I should say. On the show, we're going to be having some fun here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora this morning. We're going to be joined by Sonny Spira in just a moment or so, and then we'll be joined at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time by Roosevelt Bowie Jr., followed by John Wallace at 10 a.m. and Gene Waldron at 10.30 a.m. this morning. Tuning in from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, you'll hear from four different Syracuse Orange men's basketball alumni on their thoughts on this season so far coming straight off of that victory on the road at Cameron Indoor that has now put Jim Beheim tied with Coach K, his good friend, in head-to-head combat here. Tied five wins to five wins. It's the second win that Syracuse has had at Cameron Indoor since becoming part of the ACC in 2013. It was almost three years to the day that they got that win at Cameron Indoor. It was on a Monday, like Big Monday. It was Big Monday almost three years ago. Monday, January 18th, 2016 is Syracuse's only win at Cameron Indoor. And they just did it again here on Monday, January 14th. 2019. And with that being said, like I told you, this morning we're going to have Sonny Spira, Roosevelt, Bowie Jr., John Wallace, and Gene Waldron join the show. Every single one of these Syracuse Orange men's basketball alumni have something to say, and I'm happy that we get to do it coming off of a big-time 95-91 to overtime victory for the Orange. And with that being said, let's welcome our first guest into the show of the morning. Sonny Spira, how are we doing today? Oh, doing great. You kidding me? How are you doing? <laughs> Doing very well, and, and, and you and I had scheduled to, to talk no matter what happened here, but it's a pretty pretty nice morning to have you on the show here after Syracuse gets their second victory at Cameron Indoor since joining the ACC. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, you know how it is, because you know, today everybody's a Syracuse fan. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, and- yesterday everybody was a Syracuse basher. Today everybody's a Syracuse fan, so that's, that's okay. And when you look at you know the situation, and like you said, you know everybody is a everybody's a Syracuse fan this morning. You know just what you were seeing before the game, because I mean there were there were people making comments about Syracuse. Just as an alumni, just what you thought about going into the game and the type of messages you were seeing out there. Well, it wasn't good, you know, going into the game. I mean, we looked uh, we looked putrid against uh, Georgia Tech. I mean, we lifeless and. No, uh, no sense of urgency and really no flow or continuity. And I mean, you know, Georgia Tech plays great defense, but man, so does so does Duke. You know, um, so I just you know, it's just a different team. You know, and it's a team that I think we all us you know Syracuse loyalists I think all think we are capable of, and we want to see it every waking second of the day. But you know, they're teenage young men, so it happens. They get up, they get down. You know, 
they get in a spot, play well, don't play well, what have you. I, I thought all things equal going into the game, you know, we were struggling. We were trying to find our footing. Um, I think Georgia Tech was a big setback. I think they were sort of counting on getting that victory because, you know, anybody plays at Duke is tough. Anybody. you got to go into that nut house and try to win. So that's yeah, a great win, you know. Speaking here with Sonny Spira, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alumni, when you when you saw the negativity that was out there on social media, just what you can say about you know being an alum and and then seeing these messages, just what were you seeing out there? Because I know you made comments and you just made it again this morning that everybody's a Syracuse fan this morning, but you know what was it before the game? What were you seeing out there before the game? Well, seeing and hearing, you know, I mean, I, you know, I was, I saw the Georgia Tech game live because, you know, we were there. It was twenty former players were there, and uh, it's tough to listen to. It's it's tough to hear. I mean, and I know everybody has their right. They paid their ticket. They can say what they want, but it's, you know, it's. I'm sitting in the Syracuse section. I'm not in the Georgia Tech section, and it's just it's brutal. It's just brutal. You know, I mean, a couple guys screaming at. Bayheim to stop shooting the ball. Uh, you suck. Uh, I mean, things like that. It's just, you know, it's hard not to turn around and to say something to somebody. But you know, it's, you know, I don't know if they've had too many dome foams or what. But it's, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's, it's, it's tough. And I get, I get the frustration, and I get people who are so passionate about their team. I just, I'm just not cut from that cloth. I just, I just don't believe in it. I think, hey, you know, bad shot. You want to get upset? You know, damn, we should have had that. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that, but I'm not all in on bashing young men representing our school, doing their best, and that hey, their best was nowhere near good enough. But they got to live with that, you know. So, in the, in the social media aspect, it's brutal. You know, I mean, there was a Syracuse, uh, one of the Syracuse sites. That unfortunately on Facebook I scanned past it and I said, well, Syracuse is going to lose by 50. And my comment was like, I'm just done with you people. I'm just done with it. And, you know, we win. So I'm sure that same person today has all kinds of cute memes and pictures and, you know, and, you know, of Bayheim and of the team, et cetera, you know. But, you know, hey, where were you yesterday, you know? So that's just how it is. I guess fans are fickle. I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm getting older and crankier. I don't know. But that's that's my take on it. Well, you know, I think the reality of it is, you know, I, I've said it before that the Fairweather fan is is not a fan, you know, and we don't. And I said, you know, Syracuse is the worst place for a Fairweather fan because we have snow and we don't have Fairweather throughout the year, so we don't really make sense to have Fairweather fans when we have inclement weather. But you know, just what you could, I mean, to to go a little bit deeper into that of the fan base, I mean, when you when you're sitting there and and you're in the crowd, I mean, there's something that we hear every football season, which is when's basketball season. And now in basketball season, some fans are saying, and I just caught it yesterday, when's football season? Thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah well, you know what? It's funny you said that because I actually was fortunate enough to attend uh, the Camping World Bowl game against, you know, West Virginia. And I sat, of course, I'm in Syracuse section. That's where I got my tickets from. And, and I'm listening to a guy. My partner, his twin boys are sitting right next to me. And there's a guy right in front of his twin boys just ripping Dungy. Just ripping him. And, and I, I, finally, I finally said, I said, are you kidding me? You know? 
Uh, and then, of course, he makes that, you know, back shoulder throw for that, squeezes that touchdown, and all of a sudden, hey, you're cheering now. I mean, like, you know, same guy, same kid. You know, same kid out there taking punishment, putting his body on the line on every play to win the game. It, it, nobody's perfect, you know. Support them. Don't rip them. You know, it just, it just, I don't know, it just sort of t- just turned a, turned a key in me. And I just said, I, I can't get over I can't believe this. You know, for the majority of it, most folks are totally supportive. But, you know, you get a couple people like that, you know, you know, bring in DeVito. And, we, you know, hey, DeVito's a great player and he's going to have his time. But Dun- Dungey's our guy. Man, support our guy. And if Frank Howard's in the game, support Frank. And if Carey's in the game, support Carey. And if, you know, if Bayheim's buddies in the game, support him. I mean, you know, come on. Those are our guys. And I just don't think there's any, any room for the other stuff. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting a little older, a little crankier, but it's bothersome. And I, and I, I started, I started, maybe I just started hearing it more, you know, I don't know. Cause I always look at a game like a as a fan and B as a coach. And, you know, I don't know which comes first, but it's never about, you know, micro focus on, oh, you could have done this better. It's like, well, what could we have done better team wise? Where could we fix this? Uh, you know, what do we need to adjust? And, and, and you know, those kind of things. Not, oh, he sucks. Get him out of the game. That's just, just not part of my, it's not part of my being. I can't stand it. Speaking here with Sonny Spiris, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum. Sonny, to get to the game, uh, pas- speaking of people critiquing players, uh, Pascal Chuku has been critiqued over and over and over again. Uh, Bay Bayheim has been a part of that critique as well in post-game press conferences and Pascal has had to sit and watch the last couple games and you know get some time off that he lost his starting job he really didn't get a lot of minutes out there against Georgia Tech he didn't attempt a single shot he did play in 15 minutes got some rebounds and some blocks in this game he pulls down 18 rebounds the final one being after Duke's last ditch heave at the end of the game at Cameron Indoor. He gets 10 points in the game. He makes free throws. And I actually had a fan after all of this. I did a post-game thing, put it up on YouTube, and I and I commended Pascal for making free throws, and they wrote, he missed free throws. Well, apparently they weren't watching the same game at Cameron Indoor. What can you say about Pascal getting all of that negativity, including from Coach B, and turning it into the game of his life so far at Syracuse? I just love it. I mean, what's what's not to love about this kid, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, we stack the cards against him now. We're going to be down on him, right? I, I, I mean, he's not 280 pounds. He's not 250. He is what he is, and he gives us a lot of help on it as a team, right? And nobody appreciates that, you know? And he asked him today, or asked him last night, how many ice bags, <clears throat> how many ice bags were on different body parts of his? He got mauled, okay? He got his legs cut out from under him. He got pummeled on both ends of the floor, yet he kept getting back up, and he kept competing. And that's the mark of a, of a competitor and a champion. I, I, don't, I don't care, you know? That's what you to me that's what you want in your guys and that's what he's got you know and and yeah he missed some free throws but man he pulled down some big rebounds man he was a factor and you know what he made crucial free throws when it mattered and you know hey nobody's perfect you know nobody's perfect and you know as far as i'm concerned he puts it on the line 
And he play, I thought he played pretty well against Georgia Tech, too. I thought he came in. He had some energy. got some rebounds. Um, he, he, you know, offensively, he's not the most confident player. But, you know, with his size and his ability, he's, he's a factor. And, uh, you know, hopefully this is something for himself personally he can use to move to the take the next step. And, and as a team, we'll get better because he'll get better, you know. So, you know, to me, you, got, you want to say anything bad, I really don't want to hear it. But, you know, you, you have your right to your opinion, and I got my right to mine. And Pascal, obviously, stepping up in this game. And, and I liken it to, I mean, obviously, I know it's on a bigger stage because it's Duke, but I liken it to Barama Sidibe uh, last season when he went to Pittsburgh and had the game of his life played out of his mind. And without him, Syracuse easily could have lost by double digits. So, you know, I, I think that for Pascal, this could be his game. And, and Barama, you know, had one against Pitt. And, you know, these moments are moments that kind of have to have to live and be a part of of the grand scheme of things, because without Barama last year, Syracuse doesn't get that victory in one of the toughest places to play at Pittsburgh. And, and now we're looking at Pascal doing the same thing. So I think these centers have to get a little bit more credit for what they are doing, that Pascal's 7-2 and can make free throws. And the fact that Barama, you know, made some tremendous plays and really helped out Syracuse against Clemson before the Georgia Tech game. So I think there's more to be said than's actually being said. Oh, yeah, and I thought Brown played pretty well yesterday, too. Uh, you know, he came in and, hey, let's face it, we almost fouled out the whole damn team in the first half. I mean, they got every call, every touch. We, you know, you got a 280 truck banging into you, and you're getting called fouls. I mean, it's just it's just hard. It's, I mean, it's almost unfair, but it is what it is. So, you know, you got Marek getting foul trouble. You got Frank in foul trouble. You, you know, you got... Uh, you know, Sadiba, you know, it just it seemed like foul after foul after foul. So if we don't have that body, that that guy who came in and filled in and played his, did his role, we're, we're, we're in trouble, you know. So every guy pitched in and did something. Every guy, you know. And, and it, you know, and so Chuku, he had, you know, Pascal had more and shined more maybe in some stats and, came up huge and played big minutes but you know not not to knock or take away from what Merrick did from what Barama did I mean they all had important roles and it's nice to be able to see eight sometimes nine guys go in the game confidently that's not typically a Syracuse hallmark typically we're a seven-man squad so it, hey, if we only have seven, we're in trouble. We got three guys falling out with two minutes to go, with two minutes into the second half. That's that's what it was going to look like. So, hey, you know, kids played, and they played hard, and they played well. And to look at that shot from Eli Hughes, I mean, that, that, that heave, and this is the thing. When a shot like that goes up off his hip, he almost loses the handle. He throws it up from the three-point, the corner of the three-point line, of Duke on their side just tosses that ball up in the air and as I've seen it arc and I'm like it, it can't it, it what I mean is it gonna could it possibly it was one of the most beautiful shots I'm happy that I recorded it but it one of the most beautiful shots that I have ever seen in my life this shot I said I said if they win the game it lives it lives in infamy it lives forever what did you think about Eli Hughes's shot we know the one by by, you know, a Tyler Ennis. We know there's been miraculous shots before by Jerry McNamara and company, and obviously by somebody who you love dearly, uh, Pearl Washington. Eli Hughes' shot, where does that 
where does that stack up in your brain and and how tremendous was that moment for you to know that Syracuse had fought the whole first half to come back and then that's how they leave the first half well I mean anything from that distance there's a little bit of luck involved but I mean hey he, he knocked it. I mean to me it just showed our resilience plus does anybody remember we were down 12 nothing you know about to get blown out of the gym you know it just it just showed it just showed it was a real test of our character and that was just one little component of it you know I mean he knocks that shot down and he put it up there he put it up there trying to make it and he made it you know so it wasn't like oh my god this is a mistake no it's not a mistake he's trying to make it, he, and it did that touch backboard that swished that was pure net from that distance I mean hey you know it's just just a great shot just just appreciate the moment glad you saw it is that do we know that the longest shot in Syracuse history? Just you know, I, it's it's got to be pretty darn close. So I mean, that's something that you're going to have me researching this morning. But that that has got to be three quarter court at least. I would have to say has got to be pretty darn close to being the longest one. I don't remember a shot that far. I mean, do you remember a shot that was that far away? Well, I remember a shot I made against North Carolina, but it was not from that distance. It was from the hash mark. His was from probably the opposite foul line. Mine was probably maybe 10 feet in front of that. Because I had people busting my chops saying, he broke your record, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? So so be it, man. It, it's a, it was a great shot. It was a great moment for Syracuse. So I was happy just to watch the game. and just, just to, I was happy for him. I was happy for the team. Because, like I said, it just was another one of those, we ain't going away. We are not going away, and I like that. I just like that. You know, I just like that attitude and that that little moxie. You know. So finishing up here with Sonny Spira live on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Sonny, what is your thought moving forward? I said Syracuse plays up for big games. They've obviously had a down day against Georgia Tech. Then they played up against Duke. Where is this team in your mind right now? the The magic number is twenty wins they have 14 games left they have to win eight of them at least you got the ACC tournament in Charlotte coming up in March after that where is this team at in your mind right now can you make sense of them or is it still an enigma at this point can you make sense of them yeah say that out loud a couple times (laughs) um no it's tough I mean they're 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 a team they're still I still I still think we're trying to get our identity um and our roles, and I think they have to accept that different guys have different roles at different times. Uh, and, and I, we're gonna. Somebody asked me before the season, and my, my assessment was: we're gonna lose games we shouldn't lose, and we're gonna win games that we shouldn't win. That's just gonna be some of the things that we're gonna see. And part of it is because of what the ACC is. There's no. Tell me an easy game in the ACC. You know, Boston College, hell no. Virginia Tech, crazy. Georgia Tech, you know who? I mean, there isn't one. Everybody is game up every game, so it's an awesome league. And even though I love the Big East, it's it's still a, it's an awesome league, and it's a tremendous challenge. And to win on the road, that was our knock last year, right? Can't win on the road. Well, we're doing okay. So I think they got to continue to find that offensive balance. And last night, I mean, they shot it well, but you know, I think you know I, I put it hundred percent on Ty's battle. Ty's battle was like, I'm going to war. And you're coming with me, you're not coming with me. And I just, I love that leadership and how he took that role yesterday on himself. And everybody followed. 
And then Frank comes down. He went three or four or five possessions in a row, just stuck, step back, pull up, boom, go. To, I mean, just took control. Even you know, you know, you listen to the announcers like, "Oh my God, where is this?" Well, kid can do it. You know, team needed it. He 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 provided it. But I thought the role that Tyus played, um, just just from like taking it right at the rim. I mean, you're going up against some beasts in their gym, and you know, just fearless and finishing. Not just, oh, I got close. No, no, no. He was finishing. So I think that was like, hey, you know, it's like the old Rocky movie. Hey, he bleeds just like we do, you know. And and that was what I think translated. And I think the team fed off that. And I think it was awesome. And when you talked about, you know, being pretty good on the road, Syracuse in true road games this season is 3-0, and defeating Notre Dame, Ohio State, and now Duke. They lost their neutral court ones at Madison Square Garden, but in true road games, they're they're three and L, and their quality wins, in my opinion, would be Ohio State, Georgetown, and definitely against number one ranked Duke. So, you know, just just what you could say and kind of summing everything up here, Sonny, about about that notion that they've won all of their true road games, that they've started off three and one in the ACC, and that they have some wins to circle the Ohio State, the Georgetown, and obviously the Duke one. Well, I mean, everybody wants to talk about tournament. Let's just talk about who we are and how we get there. We got to get better, and we got to be more consistently better. And I think we will. Uh, simple as that. We can talk about, you know, circle this win and all that kind of stuff later, but we have to stay, you know, competitive. Like Georgia Tech game, we were not competitive in the second half. That to me, I think, is a little bit of a fluke. I think we need to be. At, so competitive in every game that we have a chance to win every game. and Because I, I believe that we are going to win a lot more than we're going to lose just because we have some senior leadership for sure and we just have some guys that just are not going to go away. I, I, I don't care how many times you knock them down, they are not going away. And that's just I'm just proud of, you know, proud of my Syracuse boys for that. And that's just how they're going to play. So. I think that's what's going to happen, and hopefully, Pitt, we don't have the typical kind of letdown, emotional letdown, uh, hangover from this game, and we come back, defend our turf, defend our home court, which Dino talks about so much in football, you know. Uh, I think we got to have that little pride and, and, and play with a little chip on our shoulder, and, and Pitt's tough, and, you know, it's never an easy game. So, hopefully, we turn out and, and, and play to our capabilities. And you mentioned Dino Babers, so you know the the final point here, Sonny, is is about Dino and and what he's been able to do. Ten and three after going four and eight for two years in a row, finds a way, believes in the process. Talked about year three when he came in and is doing what he said he was going to do. Syracuse football fans are already excited about next August already. They're already excited about you know spring ball and whatnot. So, what are your takeaways of Syracuse? defeating West Virginia for the fourth time in a row. They have a winning record against West Virginia. Eric Dungy gets to go off into the sunset of Syracuse history as the career-passing leader in yards ever. And Dino Babers is doing what he said he was going to do. He came in day one. He said, close your eyes, picture this. He knew exactly what he wanted his team to look like. That's exactly what they look like. So no, nobody should be surprised. Nobody. He needed to get some more players in to get some people in his in his in his system. I mean, he didn't recruit Dungy. Dungy was here, so it's not like he found. He worked with him. 
taught him and he embraced the system and he was a stud period and and like i just love the fact that you know and again people bash Dino all along you know this lost that left middle tennessee last year blah 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 i'm like you gotta trust the coach he said this is what we're gonna do this is what we're not gonna huddle all of a sudden he's gonna change because you've got this situation no he is who he is who he is we are who we are and we're successful now you gotta believe you just gotta believe and you gotta trust the man Trust, trust that his coaches, his staff, and his players are ready to play his style. He's won everywhere else he's been. Why, why would that stop now? Now, if everybody's believing like you're saying, let's see if they show up to the games next year. Let's see if attendance has a, has a, has a spike. It better, you know. If it doesn't, he ain't gonna stay in Syracuse. Right. If he's if he's got winners and he's developing a, a, a system and he's got a team that's clicking. And we're not getting the support in terms of numbers of fans. He'll be out of there. Simple as that. And that's what happened with Doug Marone. Yeah. So I'd like to see it happen because I think we're on. We got a good thing going. We got a great, young, vibrant coach who connects to kids. He's got to stay in the program, and we got to we got to support him. Simple as that. That coming from Sonny Spira this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Sonny is always. It's great to speak with you, and, and I appreciate you speaking your mind and being candid in everything that you're saying here on the show. So thank you for your time, and congratulations to you on the victory because I know that even when you criticize or, or look at what the team's doing, it's always constructive and it's always with care. So I can say to a true Syracuse fan and Syracuse alum, congratulations on the win, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks, brother. Get me all fired up for the rest of my day here. Thanks. (laughs) That's good. That's what I got to do. That's what I'm here for. Have a good day. Okay. Take Take care. That coming from Sonny Spira once again, and in just a couple minutes, we're going to be joined by Roosevelt Bowie Jr. We have a full lineup of Syracuse Orange men's basketball alumni this morning talking about how Cuse was in the house, Cameron Indoor's house. Oh, my God. Syracuse going into Cameron Indoor unranked. How about this, folks? Duke was 104-0 against unranked teams that aren't named North Carolina at Cameron Indoor. Duke was 104 wins to no losses against teams that weren't named North Carolina unranked. So if you're an unranked team that comes into Cameron Indoor and your name's not North Carolina, they're 104-0. Now they have a loss. Now they have a blemish. Now that game in late February at the Dome is going to have even more meaning because Duke is going to want to send a message, a warning shot over the bow that you can't do that to them. And Syracuse is going to try and be 2-0 against the Duke Blue Devils in this season. Something they have done, but it's very, very, very difficult to do, to pull off, to be, to, to, to be able to beat Duke at home and then be able to beat them at the Carrier Dome. We've seen them win at the Carrier Dome. We've seen them win at Cameron Indoor. Can they do both this season? We'll find out on February 23rd. But for now, Syracuse enjoying this victory and knowing that they got to enjoy it last night, wake up this morning, smile on the face, and then get back to practice and do what they need to do because they got Pittsburgh coming up, and they cannot overlook a game anywhere in the season, no matter who it is. We'll take a fast break. When we come back, Roosevelt Bowie Jr. coming up on the show. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. 
Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DreisigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DreisigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DreisigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. Breaking news. The Press Room Pub, located on 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse, is where entertainment and sports become one. Trivia is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. with host Dan Tortora. Sports are always on from every angle at the Press Room Pub. The main floor features a full bar and restaurant with two private party rooms, featuring games, a colossal television, and more. So head out for lunch, dinner, or a drink and plan your parties with the Press Room Pub. 220 Carol Place in downtown Syracuse. Call 315-569-4345 for more information. The press room awaits you. Thank you so much for peeling back the orange with us here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Make sure you're listening to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. That's Mix, L as in Larry, R as in Roger, dot com backslash Wake Up Call DT. You can also listen on the homepage of WakeUpCallDT.com live every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on any device that gets the internet. And, of course, you can go to wakeupcalldt.com for videos, the show archive, articles, and so much more right there in the homepage with plenty of quick links and information for you as well as updated information and the links to the archive for Wake Up Call with Dan Satora to listen on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn, Podbean, the RSS feed, iTunes, and so much more. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, Find us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. God bless, and thank you so much once again for tuning in. We look forward to having your ears and appreciate your time always here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora.